Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in Monday edition of Outkick. I hope all of you had fantastic weekends uh, and I hope you're having a fantastic start to your week wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. I was up in Knoxville uh, for the orange and white game. Spring football starting to feel like a somewhat normal world wherever you may be. Uh, Met a lot of great Outkick fans all over Knoxville. Appreciate everybody who came up and uh, hung out with us. Letting you know, of course, we are now into NFL Draft Week. We've been talking about it for months. Finally, the first round of the NFL Draft is going to be happening on Thursday. And we are doing an OutKick event in my hometown of Nashville. I'll give you some of the details uh, for those of you who may be uh, around or able to drive in and hang out and want to have kind of a celebration of the NFL Draft. Bars are back open uh, in the city of Nashville, normal hours. You can stay out till 2 a.m. now. Uh, I know that's not the case for everywhere, but you'll be able to come watch the draft and then have a uh, really good time kind of hanging out. And so we are, as we have been for a long time, absolutely fascinated, focused, locked in on the NFL draft. And what I'm going to do, I haven't even told Dub this, but I think what I'm going to do every day this week is I'm going to give you my top 10. And I'm going to adjust it. I look at a lot of mock drafts. I look at a ton. I I love reading the rumors. I love all the innuendo, all of the uh, scuttlebutt, all of the uh, negging that goes on where people say, oh, you know, that guy's not really that good. The false posturing, the dishonesty, the subterfuge, 
the game theory, all of it is rolled into the NFL draft and what I think is a remarkably fun event to cover and watch and get to experience as a fan. So every day, my plan is to give you my updated OutKick Top 10 for the NFL Draft. And then, for those of you who are longtime OutKick listeners, on Thursday, in the final hour of the show, we will open up phone lines, and I'm going to run through as fast as we can. We want to get your first-round picks. We've been doing this for, I think it's like the fifth or sixth annual that we've been doing this, and uh, I think that this will be a lot of fun Always love to see how we are able to get our uh, to get our overall uh, picks out there. So, Dub, you were just going to suggest you think I should do close out the show every day. Well, I can't really close out the show on Thursday. Well, that'll be the Outkick Cruise final top ten, right? But I think you know you, you think today, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Wednesday. I think that's a good way to wrap final up final segment of the show. Yeah, top ten. Then we can see each day easily. You know how how things may uh, may change here and there. Yeah. So uh, that's what we'll do. So every show on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday will close in the third hour of the program. For those of you out there listening live on 300 plus AM FM stations and all 50 states, satellite radio, appreciate you. If you want to make sure that you see the top 10, we will put it up in the third hour podcast every single Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then I'm going to lean on a lot of you guys and see Danny G keeps track and I need to figure out from him, give him an opportunity, Danny G uh, you can go do the research on this. What is the best draft that we've ever done? Because he's got the tallies. And uh, and I will figure out like what the best performance we've ever had is. And for those of you who haven't experienced it before, we just go straight to the phones. So we load up the phones and we go 1 to 32 and you have to be ready to draft for the team. And there's a lot of pressure on you because you're not only representing whatever team you're drafting for, you are also representing the OutKick universe, and I have veto power. Because, Dub, you've been for a couple of these drafts now. Sometimes, like, we get, like, crazy selections, and I'm just like, no, there's no way that's going to happen, right? And so I just veto it. I'll give you an example. If you're a big Florida Gator fan, and uh, you're drafting 10th overall for the Dallas Cowboys, and you say, oh, I'm going to take Kyle Trask, I would say, no, we can't actually allow that pick to happen because it's such an outlandish decision given the fact that the Cowboys just gave Dak all that money there and that Kyle Trask is not projected anywhere near the top 10, even Jerry Jones, who sometimes can sound a little bit crazy. I love Jerry Jones, by the way. Even he's not going to be willing to take that risk. So that's where I think uh, we have to be a little bit careful. So I have veto power if the pick is utterly ridiculous. But in general... Uh, we have a lot of fun with that. So I'm already telling you what we're going to be doing throughout the entire week. We got a lot of NFL draft. And in second hour of the program, he's one of the best guys, I think, in the NFL at covering the sport. Uh, Albert Breer is going to be with us talking about uh, all the major picks that uh, are out there to be made. To me, the story of the week remains the San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons. The 3-4 situation there. Because if Mac Jones goes third overall, which is what is projected right now in all the gambling markets, if Mac Jones is third, then the crucible moment of the draft may well be what the Falcons do it for. Are they going to stick there? And if they are, I believe it's almost 100% certainty that they'll draft Kyle Pitts. 
Or is there a big market out there for Justin Fields or Trey Lance for the quarterbacks that are still available such that somebody is going to come sprinting up the board and offer a king's ransom to the Atlanta Falcons to be able to get that number four pick and presumably go take Justin Fields? Because I don't think Atlanta based on the movements that they have made, I think Arthur Smith believes there's still several good years left with Matt Ryan at quarterback. And so I think Arthur Smith, who offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans that used to coach tight ends and has used them well in his offense for years and years, I think he sees Kyle Pitts and says, this guy is a freak and nobody's going to be able to cover him in the NFL. Too big for safeties, too fast for linebackers. I don't think anybody can cover him. And so I think there's going to be a great deal of difficulty with him. And I think Arthur Smith will be able to exploit matchups there in a big way. And then that fifth spot with the Bengals. Because you've got Joe Burrow coming back off of a pretty significant ACL injury. Last year, they could not block for Joe Burrow at all. The Bengals with Joe Burrow, Burrow took the third most sacks in 10 games of any quarterback in the last 13 years. And he was only one or two away from the all-time record. So are you going to go Panay Sewell and plug him in and say we're going to protect our quarterback? Or do you feel like Jamar Chase, given his relationship already with Joe Burrow, that that tandem is such an incredibly uh, potent duo that you're going to say, you know what, screw it. Maybe safer to go offensive tackle, but we are going to roll the dice and go get who we think is the best wide receiver in this draft, a guy who has had a phenomenal relationship with our quarterback already, and we're going to let those guys ride into the future. That, to me, is one of the big pivot points. And then, you, you can kind of tell how excited about I am about all these different uh, different angles. The Dolphins. The Dolphins have made an interesting move. They traded back to 12. Then they traded back up to six. Uh, They gave away their third pick. And what are they really going to do at six? Are they going to go get one of these Alabama receivers, a Jalen Waddell or a a Devontae Smith, to pair with Tua, who used to throw to them? Or do they think going second wide receiver, obviously if Jamar Chase is there, I think they go grab him. But what exactly are the Dolphins looking to do here as they continue to build in Brian Flores' new regime? Do they trade back? And then you've got a series. I'm kind of focused on the top nine because I think there's so many different directions the top nine can go. What in the world are the Lions doing? They've got Jared Goff. They've got DeAndre Swift, who I really like at running back if they can keep him healthy, but they let Kenny Galladay go. Do they go wide receiver? Do they trade back? Is there somebody interested there for them? I know they've got a lot of money invested in Jared Goff. Could they decide to go grab a quarterback if Justin Fields, Trey Lance are sitting there? And then what does Carolina do? And what do the Broncos do? Those to me, the, the, that, that stretch of three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are a lot of different directions we can go there. And I think it's possible all nine of these first picks are offense. Because I think the Cowboys are going to go with Patrick Sertain at 10. But what do the Carolina Panthers do? Matt Rule used to coach college football at Baylor. Wildly successful. Is it possible that Matt Rule 
is going to coach in the NFL kind of like college coaches do? And I've been making this argument for a long time. You ever notice how in college they sign up? If you're a really stud program, you basically sign a five-star quarterback every year because it's so hard to project from high school to college which of those five-star quarterbacks is going to be really good, four-star quarterback, whatever it might be. You ever notice how that happens? Or are we looking there and saying the Carolina Panthers are done because Sam Darnold is their guy? Or could you have a situation where you've got Justin Fields, where you've got uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who's not obviously going to be very happy, and Sam Darnold, three different guys all on the same team that were all first-round quarterbacks? I think that's an incredibly interesting story to follow. And then how aggressive are the Broncos going to be? We don't talk about the Broncos' failures at the quarterback position, in my opinion, enough. They've drafted five guys in the first or second round at quarterback since John Elway retired. Peyton Manning papers over a lot of the failures at the quarterback position for the Denver Broncos. But without Peyton Manning coming here for four years and playing in Denver, the Broncos replacing Elway would look eerily similar to the Miami Dolphins trying to replace Dan Marino. So what are the Broncos going to do at nine and how does having a coach like Vic Fangio, who isn't necessarily on the firmest of footing, how does that play out and how do they think about Drew Locke, who was an early second round pick for them? Are they really ready to turn the page on Drew Locke again already and admit that yet again, one of their top picks has not panned out? I think all of those stories in that top nine we know what's going to happen with the first two, but three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine, every one of them is a fascinating story. And how exactly that all shakes out, and I do think there's a decent chance all nine of those players could be potentially offensive players. I can't wait to see on Thursday. All right, when we come back, college football playoff talk. The college football playoff committee dropped a really interesting revealing nugget on Friday afternoon, right as everybody was rolling into the weekend, about how they were exploring the idea of expanding the playoff in a major way. What would that look like, and how many of you out there want the college football playoff to expand? I asked this question on Sunday evening, and tens of thousands of you voted for what you would prefer the college football playoff to look like. I will talk about that in a moment when we come back. Also, I love this Dodgers and uh, Padres rivalry that we've got going on, and I can't wait to tell you how I see it connecting with Little League. I've got a good Little League story that also will tie in with Fernando Tatis Jr. as well as Trevor Bauer. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I was just, uh, as we went to break there, we're talking about the college football playoff and talking about the NFL draft. And by the way, 
Albert Breer is scheduled to join us in the next hour, SI NFL writer. We're going to go all in heavy on the NFL draft. And then Todd Furman, uh, my co-host at Fox Bet Live, is going to join us in the third hour of the program. Uh, We'll be talking a lot about NFL draft gambling, where the NHL and the NBA playoffs stand, all that and more. But I want to talk about this Padres and Dodgers series, which is so fantastic. And I also want to tie it in with coaching Little League Baseball. Let me explain what I mean. So uh, over the weekend on Friday, we went with our 9 and 10-year-old team and we had a pizza party and they played a home run derby on the five six-year-old fields in our local area. And the five six-year-old fields are like 105 feet and the 9 and 10-year-old kids, if they catch one, can hit a lot of home runs there. So we had a home run derby and... The kids love the home run derby and all of them are into bat flipping and exciting ways, effervescent ways to celebrate while playing baseball. And as I was watching them play, it got me thinking obviously about this Dodgers and this Padres series, but also about how baseball's unwritten rules, I think, take a lot of the joy away from the game. And when you watch kids play baseball, there is just so much excitement and so much fun and joy in the way that they play. And I feel like football and basketball and soccer do a much better job of sort of harnessing that effervescent excitability and spirit than baseball does. Because baseball's got all these rules, oh, you hit a home run and you showed up the pitcher oh, you're the pitcher and you struck somebody out and then you showed up the the hitter and you end up throwing at each other and you're always trying to figure out, no, you were up so many runs and then you stole second. Like, how dare you do that? You violated the unwritten rules of baseball and then you got plunked as a result and the bench is cleared. And look, I understand it's hot and it's the summer and there's 162 games getting played and I think guys get bored sometimes. And so they're like, oh boy, we got something to be excited about. Like, this is a reason to care deeply about what's going on in this game and their rivalries and everything else. But as I was watching those nine and 10 year old boys that are on our team playing the uh, home run derby and the way they would, they each got like 10 pitches. And if they hit a home run on their last, uh, last swing, they would do a bat flip or they would do a celebration. And some of them would want to run the, the bases. And it was just a lot of fun. And I loved that Trevor Bauer basically leaned into this and embraced the idea of even if sometimes you're getting shown up, that it's actually pretty funny and pretty entertaining and you don't necessarily have to be uh, so uh, so incredibly traditional and playing without a great deal of spirit. And so I believe we have the Trevor Bauer answer Uh, talking about Tatis Jr. and everything else. And then they went on to social media and that grew. But let me play this for you, and then we'll come back and unpack it a bit more. Tatis, he he, he did the McGregor strut. He bat flipped. He closed one eye as he run the first. Does that bother you, or is that just part of the personality that the game kind of seems to be missing a little bit? No, I want to say something about that because I think it's important. Um, You know, he did it in the first... I didn't see it because I was paying attention to doing my job. And then he did it again when he homered off me again later in the game. Their dugout was doing it. Um, and I, I like it. 
I, I think that pitchers who have that done to them and react by throwing at people or you know getting upset and hitting people or whatever I think uh, I think it's pretty soft um, if you give up a homer a guy should celebrate it you know he it's hard to hit in the big leagues uh, so I'm all for it and I think it's it's important that you know the game moves in that direction and we stop throwing at people because they celebrated having some success on the field uh, another one of those moments today I got uh, Hosmer on a I curveball in the dirt and hit him with a sword celebration. And the next at bat, he hit a curveball at my face and gave me the sword celebration at first. And we kind of laughed about it, and we've got a little history together. We played against each other for many years, and that's what it, that's what it is to be a competitor, you know. Like I'm gonna go at you, and I'm gonna get you sometimes, and then you're, you're gonna get me sometimes. So we can have fun, and we can celebrate it while we're still competing at the highest level. And uh, I just thought that was an important note tonight. Okay, credit to Trevor Bauer there because I think what Trevor Bauer said is something that is integral for baseball, which is baseball, in order to really get back to being a sport that is talked about, has to embrace, I think, a little bit more showmanship than is traditional in baseball right now. And I don't mean like necessarily strutting around or artificiality, But I think baseball players kind of having fun with each other on social media like Tatis Jr. was doing with Trevor Bauer is fabulous for the game of Major League Baseball. And, you know, we've had this debate before, and Rob Manfred got ripped, I mean, before he made the stupid decision to move the All-Star game out of Atlanta. There's some talk about, does Mike Trout have an obligation to sell baseball to the nation? Because he's been the best player for a long time, but he plays out in Anaheim, And it doesn't really feel like he has much interest in sort of beating the drum of how great baseball can be. And I do think there are players out there that are interested in doing that. Tatis Jr. is young. Bauer's a little bit older. But it feels like to me there is a substantial demand for those kind of of performances, for lack of a better way of describing it, and that maybe that's where baseball has been missing out the most. Because, whether you like it or not, there's a lot of drama on and off the field in the NFL. There's a lot of drama on and off the field in the NBA. And that drama is entertainment. And Major League Baseball has often felt like it's lacking in terms of its players having big personas in the same way. Does that make sense to you, Dub? Like, that this is good for baseball? This Dodgers-Padres series seems to have transcended the Southern California local fan and gotten a lot of casual sports fans to buy into it. Oh, I think it's fantastic for baseball. And you mentioned it last week. When's the last time we talked about baseball in April? Never. Never. And I don't, I've never really cared about baseball in April, but I've been tuning in to check out this series just because of everything that's been going on. Fernando Tatis Jr., Trevor Bauer. I mean, it's great. It's a lot of fun. I, I think the unwritten rules are so stupid. If they were so yes. important, They'd be written down. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I give credit to Trevor Bauer and for T- Fernando Tatis Jr. But it was interesting to see that happen over the weekend while also the kids were doing their home run derby and just seeing the joy that they play with in uh, the, 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 the just total sheer uh, just fun that exists in Little League. And it doesn't seem like it exists in the same level in Major League Baseball and... I think this is great for the sport. We come back. 
NFL draft talk for almost the entirety of the second hour. Albert Breer is going to join us. What in the world is going to happen with the number three pick and more? This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks, coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks 
tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestein tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and Installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tirerack.com/sports to see their Redestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com/sports. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. I know that there are a lot of you out there that have been as eager as I have been to get to the NFL draft because we spend so much time talking and projecting and contemplating what all these different teams might do that it's a little bit Christmas morning by the time we get to Thursday night and we can all open the packages and see exactly how everything is going to break out. We bring in now Albert Breer, who does a great job covering the NFL for Sports Illustrated. Uh, you can go follow him on Twitter, and I'll tweet out the link certainly to uh, to his Twitter handle uh, later in the show and during the podcast. But Albert, thanks for getting up early with us. You're writing about it. I mean, does it feel a little bit like Christmas for an NFL writer because of all the attention yeah. the draft gets to finally be here? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, it's it's it's, a def- it's a definitely a different style of journalism, I would say, um, when you're covering the draft because there's a lot of rumor mongering and stuff like that. You know, and so you're trying to cut through what's real and what's not, and it's kind of a fun exercise because, I mean, from my standpoint, I can be a resource to the teams this time of year too. So, you know, all of the people that I'm covering over the course of the year, it's information um, arbitrage, always, right? They want to know yeah, what you're, you're, you're hearing. Actually, you're, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like a lot of times, like you might be going to people for stuff and you might be asking for stuff from people. And, you know, I, I this time of year is great because I have something real to offer them back. So yep. I always have fun with it. And, you know, the really interesting thing about it, Clay, is all the work that you do for like the two, three weeks leading up to it when it really heats up. Um, you know, you get to draft night and boom, it's all there. And then all that work kind of goes up in smoke. That's why so it's, it's Christmas. Uh, That's why it's Christmas yeah, because you're a kid yeah. and you spend all this time thinking about, well, if I get this present, I'm going to do this. And then, you know, you can't get to sleep the night before and you have young yep. kids. And that's one of the best things about yep. being a parent is having young kids again oh, to get yeah. to relive Christmas. And also, by the way, to get to relive sports uh, back through your kids' eyes as they become fans mm-hmm. and play uh, in Little League and everything else. But, all right, let's go into the draft draft itself so Trevor Lawrence one to the Jags uh Zach yep. Wilson two to the Jets everything yep. seems to kind of the hinge pick uh in the early part of the first round is the 49ers Mac Jones is the Vegas favorite uh to be the third pick do you believe that's the direction the 49ers are going and how confident are you in Mac Jones if you believe that's the direction they're going uh, I 
you know, I, like I think it's going to be Mac Jones. Um, I can't say with any level of certainty. I don't think Kyle Shanahan's told very many people what he's doing here, um, and he's going to be the one with his finger on the trigger on Thursday night. Do you think um, he knows? I, I do. I, I think now he does. Yeah. I mean, if I had to, if I had to guess, I'd say yeah, he does. And I, I think when they came out of um, out of Fargo last week, and Kyle and, and John Lynch were both there um, last Monday, um, they went back into another set of meetings on Tuesday in California, and that was to finalize the decision. And, you know, I I think, you know, if you ask me, like, the way this has gone, I think when they made the trade, um, really for Kyle, this was there's a quarterback there in Mac Jones that I feel comfortable with that I feel like could be my quarterback for the next 15 years. And I'm also intrigued by the other two, by Trey Lance and Justin Fields. And so we want to go through a full process, like a month process of looking at all of them, meeting with them, not having to hide, you know, getting like the, the bachelor and all, all that different stuff. Right. And like, so, you know, in a way like Justin Fields and Trey Lance are playing catch up, I think, um, in that there's a quarterback that Kyle's very comfortable with there. And now, you know, the other two guys have a month to catch him. So I don't have any reason to believe that, um, Mac Jones did not hang on to his lead, uh, but we'll all see on Thursday night. And I do, I mean, look, like after talking to some people around Mac, um, guys who played with him, um, guys who coached him, I, I think I got a little bit of a better understanding of some of the things that you can't see um, that really appeal to Kyle about Mac. So I want you to see if you buy my thesis here. Um Back in the day, you're dating a girl or you're dating a guy, depending on who uh, people are listening to out there. Um, and whoever you break up with or get broken up with, very often you go in the opposite direction with the next person that you date. Somewhat of a calculated right. decision, but also you're like, hey, this situation failed. Now we're moving on. I'm curious if you buy into this thesis that I kind of laid out on Friday, but I've thought about more over the weekend. Trey sure. Lance and Justin Fields feel to me a little bit like Jimmy Garoppolo. And what I mean by that is, uh, they are guys that may have a high ceiling, but I think when I watch Kyle Shanahan and his frustration with Jimmy Garoppolo, it's over Garoppolo not doing the things that he thinks should be 100% successes, right? Like in Super Bowl is a, a big example, well, but he has George Kittle, he has Emmanuel Sanders. Like the plays are yeah. there to be run. And if I watch Mac Jones, what I uh, picked up on, and you know, I watch a lot of college football like you do, yeah. is the dude almost never sees the field incorrectly, right? Like, he's going right. to make the right decision. Now, his ceiling may not be as high as Trey Lance or Justin Fields, but in terms of being able to plug him in, I, I feel like Kyle Shanahan has just gotten so tired of yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo not executing the offense in the most efficient manner. And so he's looking at uh, at Mac Jones now as the anti-Garoppolo, a guy who may not uh, necessarily wow you at times, but you're, you're going you're gonna to get the B-plus game every day. And he's like, if we got a B-plus quarterback with the defense we have and the talent right. around him, they feel like they can win. You buy or sell that idea. Well, I had a, I had a, you know, and I, I've been on the phone for the last three weeks, so my eyes are starting to, or my ears are starting to bleed <laughs> yeah. with all this stuff. But I, I, um, you know, somebody said something interesting to me uh, over the weekend, um, and I'd be interesting to pose this question to you because I know how much you know SEC football you watch. How often do you see Mac Jones throw a ball that his receiver had to work for? It's great, great point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and they brought that point up to me, and I honestly. 
Like, I mean, Devontae Smith's, like, obviously incredible. And Jalen Waddle, too. And both those guys have a chance to be stars in the NFL. And Billingsley's good. And Mechie's good. And they've, they've got good players. Harris, obviously, is good. They've got good players everywhere. But when he put it that way to me, it was like, yeah, you know, you don't – there aren't – now, like, doesn't mean the guys don't make great plays. doesn't mean the guys don't do a lot to get open. But how often do you see Mac Jones throw a ball where you say the receiver really had to work for that one? It's it's interesting. Not often, is well right? said there. No, it's almost never. It yeah, almost and never so, happens, and that goes to just his comfort level in the pocket and knowing where he's going and accuracy and everything. And else. it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's accuracy. It's knowing where to go with the ball. It's everything. You know, it's knowing how to throw the ball. Like, do I put touch on this one? Do I drill? Like, all of that stuff goes into it. And um, and you're right. Like, I think with Jimmy. One of the frustrations of Kyle, and look, health is part of this too, right? Like, so like, let's not dismiss that. Like, he's had a real problem staying healthy, and that's yeah. frustrated the Niners. But I do think Jimmy freelance is too much for for Kyle's liking, and um, anybody who's come through that system, whether it's it's Kyle's dad, Mike, uh, Gary Kubiak, um, the little floors, Matt and Mike, you know, uh, Arthur Smith, um, there is a deep belief in that 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 the system. And I, I want to put this delicately because I don't mean – I don't think it means that players aren't important, but the system is sort of the star, yeah. you know, and who can come out and run the system. And I, and I think, you know, one of the things you hear about Kirk Cousins constantly is he struggles when he's off schedule. Well, Kyle always kept him on schedule. And so, you know, I think that that's – it's such an important piece of the offense that, you know, Kyle wants somebody who is going to be able to – keep the train on the tracks at all times. And I think that that's sort of what Mac is, you know, and um, everybody you hear, and I got a great story from another team um, that had him. I think this was like two months, a little over two months ago in a meeting. And, you know, they were installing a bunch of stuff with him. Then they went back to him last week and they said, Hey, can you remember the first thing we installed? Not like the first package, not the first concept, the first play we installed with you and Mac spit it right out. And, you know, this team told me, like, that's the common stuff you see with Mac. Like, he's constantly able to do that sort of stuff. And so, you know, I, I think that there's – it's just – I think as much as anything else, Clay, it comes down to what you value in the position. And, you know, that's the cool thing about this decision is, like, what we're going to see here is like a, a very real um, – a very real illustration of what Kyle Shanahan values in the quarterback position based on which way he goes. And I think that that's sort of why so many of us are reading the tea leaves on Mac Jones, because I do think he represents a lot of things that Kyle values. We're talking to Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated, about the big decision at three for the 49ers. Okay, let's say Mac Jones goes three, and again, he's the favorite in the betting markets, mm-hmm. which I love to monitor as well. How much uncertainty then does that provoke going forward? Because I think it's fair to say there's a lot of interest in Justin Fields and Trey Lance we know as well. So right. next team up would be the Falcons. Atlanta. Uh, and you've got, yeah, you've got some, you've got a story, a scoop in your column that just went up this morning uh, that is interesting and worth uh, breaking down. But the Falcons basically because of cap issues have let it be known according to your reporting, hey, Basically, any of our guys are available, and that could include Julio Jones, who's 32 years old now, has three years left on his contract, and is not super expensive. Uh, and how does this factor in? Do you think they go Kyle Pitts? Like, h- how would you break down the, the yeah. Falcons uh, if the first three are as we surmised? Well, so, you know, I, I can't say for sure they're not taking a quarterback, but, but I can say a lot of their actions, I think I went over this with you maybe last week, but yep. a lot of their actions have sort of dictated – 
Um, or have Matt kind Ryan's of, the guy hinted that Matt Ryan that they're comfortable with Matt Ryan. At the very least, they're very comfortable with him going forward. They think they can win with him. I think Arthur Smith thinks he can win with him. Terry Fontenot has gone out of his way to build a relationship with the guy, um, and they restructured his contract, which means they're planning on holding on to him. So um, here's the way I think that they. This is just my opinion. The way that I think that they view Kyle Pitts versus Jamar Chase or Panay Sewell, right? So I think that they look at Jim, they look at Kyle Pitts. There's one of those like every decade at his position. Yep. Whereas like a Jamar Chase or a Panay Sewell, those guys are really really good. And some teams are going to look at them and say, well, there might be five of those every decade, but it's not like one of one. And that's right. what they that that's the that's that's what Kyle Pitts is. I think the other thing you got to look at is Arthur Smith's background. And you know this here in Nashville, he coached tight ends in Tennessee for how many years? And yeah. how strong have the Titans always been at that position? And how important is that to his offense? You know, so I think the idea of plugging Kyle Pitts in there with, you know, Calvin Ridley with three first-round picks in the offensive line, you figure out what to do with Julio afterwards. Um, you know, but I think that there's just – there's a feeling that they can compete fairly quickly there and kind of manage their way through the cap situation over the next couple of years. And there's not – I don't feel like they, they they don't feel like they need to overreach on a quarterback right now. So maybe there's one they love that I'm just not aware of right now. But 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 like every indication I've gotten from other teams that you know are trying to figure out what they're doing and everything else is that um, is that Kyle Pitts is probably going to be the guy at four. So do you think there's any team that is excited enough by Justin Fields or by Trey Lance to trade up? Uh, because the, the reason why I bring that up is, yeah. okay, so if, if Pitts goes forward to the Falcons and if they don't trade you know, back, then at five, yep. I think, I'm curious, what do you think the Bengals will do? Do you think they're going Panay Sewell? Or I think a couple of weeks ago you came on and said, hey, don't discount Jamar Chase. How would you assess yeah. that? And then at six, it feels like the Dolphins are probably going to grab a wide receiver. The reason, So kind of how yeah. would you sketch out the next couple of teams in the so, first round, your expectations? Well, there's a, there's just like a lot of breadcrumbs on Jamar Chase and the Bengals. There's obviously a connection there with Joe Burrow. There's also right. like people at LSU um, have been led to believe that Chase is going to be the fifth pick. And I put whatever stock you want. I mean, obviously they've got a yeah. vested interest, so you can put whatever stock you want into that. Um, the other thing that I thought was sort of interesting, the Bengals, you know, I've been told have done a lot of work on offensive linemen who are going to land there at the top of the second round and the yep. top of the third round. And that tells me that they're at least considering, okay, what does it look like if we take Chase at five, give Joe his receiver, and then come back in the second round and take a lineman there? Like they've had their offensive line coach on the ground at some of these pro days doing work with these kids. And so I think there's at least evidence there that they're very much looking at the idea and they're looking at sort of as like a mosaic of like the first two or three picks. What does it look like if we take Panay Sewell? And then what does it look like if instead we decide, hey, we're going to take Jamar Chase at fifth overall, and then we're going to come back in the second round and take an offensive lineman. And I do think the fact that they went and signed Riley Reef this offseason, who's you know been a starting tackle in the league for you know I think nearly a decade now, uh-huh. um, I, I think at least gives them some level of flexibility where – if they want to go receiver within the first round and then come back with alignment in the second round, um, they could actually put a competent group in front of Joe Burrow. 
Okay, so Dolphins, Lions, Panthers, and then we get to the Broncos and the Cowboys, right? Like that's the yep. next four or five picks. So uh, if you're right and if Jamar Chase goes five, uh, the Dolphins, the expectation has been that they would probably go get a playmaker. That would mean right. Jay Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith from Alabama, obviously, who would know two yeah. pretty well, uh, would be there. Are they going to reach there? Could they trade back again? Like what, what happens the next in the yeah. draft in your mind? I mean, so I had heard that like the Dolphins were had two guys in mind. I don't know who the two guys are, but had two guys in mind when they traded up um, and traded back up, and, and you know, and got back to six after going down to twelve. And I, you know, I, I like if I had to guess, I guess those two guys were Pitts and Chase. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 I think like and, you know, you wonder if they'd have a little buyer's remorse because. You know, is Waddle going to be there at twelve? Is you know would yeah, right. would um would would Devonte Smith have been there at twelve? And they gave up like a future one to go and do that. So um, if Pitts and Chase are gone, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe they went with an offensive lineman there. Because um, maybe Sewell would Waddle. theoretically still be yeah. there, or the, I mean, the Northwestern. Say, well, yeah. yeah, which is an investment in your quarterback too. So then, like you look at it and say, okay, we can flip our first round pick from last year. Um, you know, Austin Jackson over to the right side. Got another young guy, Robert Hunt, moving inside. So there's a way to do that where you still be investing in your quarterback. I just, I, you know, I have to think that at that point, if Pitts and Chase are gone, the Dolphins are probably just at least exploring their options to move down and seeing, okay, like if we want, like, say, Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddell, could we get them at 9 or 10? Because there are a couple teams after that that there's at least rumors out there that they like, like Philly is supposedly really hot on Waddle and Arizona supposedly really likes Waddle. So, you know, I think that there's kind of going to be this chess game there. If they still want to come away with a playmaker, but recoup some of the capital that they gave up to go back from 12 to six. So what's interesting about this is if, if your sort of reading of the tea leaves is accurate. So let's get to six and figure out what exactly is going on there. Lions obviously need a wide receiver. They got a lot of needs. Panthers, you would think, would not be in the quarterback spot. Could the Broncos stay at nine and get Justin Fields without having to move? In your mind, potentially, potentially, and and they 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 have a shot at like look like part of it too is that they could they could go from nine to seven because right. Detroit really wants to get out. I think Detroit only has a half dozen picks if I'm not mistaken, um, and they they they'd really like to build up some more capital. They have a lot of holes. Um, so I, I think of the teams in the top 10, like Atlanta's like kind of like fished around it moving down, but I, I think there's some question how motivated they are to do it based on how high the price would be to go up there. Um, so I think Detroit's really the team that you're sort of look at as maybe the most motivated to move. And, you know, maybe somebody says, okay, we need to get in front of Carolina to get fields. And, you know, maybe Denver would be that team. So I think Detroit kind of becomes a hot spot in that scenario where three quarterbacks are off the board after six picks. Um, you know, and the Lions, I think, are kind of a wild card, too, because, um, you know, I, I think they value certain players who might be available a couple picks later, like a Rashawn Slater for them. Um, you know, I don't know that Dan Campbell is going to pick a receiver with his first, you know, pick as the head coach there. So, like a Rashawn Slater there. I've heard Chris Spielman really likes Micah Parsons from Penn State. You know, there are a couple of guys there that I think they might value that could be available a few picks later where they might say, you know, we don't need to ask for the moon and the stars to go down a couple picks. We can just pick up a couple extra pieces of capital, make that move down, and get the guy that we were going to take at seven anyway. 
This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer. 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We bring in now my buddy Todd Furman. A lot to get into with the NFL draft. So many different gambling uh, marketplaces out there, honestly, as it pertains to what could happen in the NFL draft. But I want to begin with this because I was talking about it a little bit earlier in the show. Furman, I asked my audience, which is not, again, uh, 100% representative of the uh, the world, as many people would be very thankful, although probably some people are like, I wish Clay <laughs> Travis's audience was representative of the world. It can go both directions there. Uh, but a couple of different things that I want to get into with you, but I said uh, the Oscars were last night. And so I put up a poll question, over 25,000 people voted in it. I said, have you watched any of the eight movies nominated for Best Picture? This is the first year ever I can remember where I haven't seen any of the movies nominated for Best Picture. And that's not because I didn't go to the movies. I went to Tenet. I went to Wonder Woman uh, 1984. Uh, I watched uh, Soul, which is really good, Pixar movie. Uh, and I watched the, uh, the Borat movie. Uh, whatever the second one was. And I watched a lot of kids' movies, Onward, uh, Trolls World Tour, like any kid movie you can name, I probably saw. But I was blown away by these results, Furman. The options were, yes, I watched at least one. And the other option was, no, haven't seen any. There are eight movies that were nominated for Best Picture. First year that I have ever remember as a fan, I didn't watch a single minute of the Oscars. I didn't know any of the movies. 93% of my audience said they hadn't seen a single Best Picture nominated film. That's pretty stunning, isn't it, when you think about 25,000 people voting? I think it's just kind of the microcosm of the year that we had where people didn't go to theaters. Maybe they didn't pay as much attention to what was debuted for the silver screen, more so focusing on streaming products and some of the Netflix shows. I guarantee if you'd go through the top 10 most popular shows on Netflix, the audience would feel a lot different. But I was in that exact same bucket. Didn't watch the Oscars at all last night. The only movie best picture that I actually watched was Promising Young Woman, and that's because we ended up watching it Friday night because we wanted to make sure we at least had seen one movie that was going to be up for an award and again not exactly a star, a lot of star power here by any stretch and i probably couldn't even go through and give you a 15 second synopsis on what the other movies were actually about either let alone watching uh okay the other question we talked about this some in the first hour of the program i thought that the college football playoff committee kind of snuck in i don't even know if you paid attention to it on friday the idea that they had officially begun discussions about expanding the college football playoff right um, and, uh, and I asked out there, uh, what was the, uh, what was the best kind of option that there might be, uh, in general, what number basically would you want to, uh, would you want to adopt? Like what is the best option for the college football playoff? And I'm pulling up the numbers right now because tens of thousands of my audience voted. And I do believe that my audience is somewhat representative of the college football audience. Cause as you know, Furman, that's where I started off my uh, my writing career, basically covering college football. So uh, over fifty thousand people voted in this Twitter poll. You can go vote. You can scroll down at, at Clay Travis on Twitter and put in your vote. Twenty uh, percent of people said that they should stay at four. Sixty three percent of people, Furman, 
said that eight teams was the right college football playoff number. 6% said 12 and 11% said 16. One easy way to read this is 80% of my audience is in favor of expanding the college football playoff. If you were in charge of the college football playoff committee, what position would you advocate for? For me, I think 16 is too many. Uh, I don't think there are 16 teams that warrant inclusion in the college football playoff. I'd be comfortable with a model that included 8 or 12. And the reason I throw out those numbers, we talk all the time about college football, the haves and the have-nots. SEC fans that focus on you know, Alabama, the Georgias, the Clemsons, the Ohio States of the world, we know those are going to be the teams that are going to have a chance to play for a national title more often than not. But if you're going to call teams hailing from the Sun Belt or the Mid-American or Conference U.S say division one football teams that compete at the FBS level they at least have to have a chance to get into the mix and I think including conference champions from those group of five conferences even if they become 30 point underdogs they at least get that chance to find that UMBC type moment that Appalachian State knocking off Michigan opportunity and maybe you give the first four teams a bye seeds five through 12 playoff and that's kind of how you treat it much like the NFL that if you're one of the power four teams that you can sit back rest heal up and be ready to go while other eight teams do battle and a team coming in on a second leg of a back-to-back essentially if you're the 12 seed if you pull off the upset you're not going into Tuscaloosa and beating Alabama anyways I think it's an interesting idea I would go eight and I talked about why earlier and you know I just think it's intriguing that basically 80 percent at least of my audience is in favor of an expanded college football playoff. Uh, All right, let's dive into some of these markets. Uh, I don't know if you saw the news. I'm assuming you did because you see everything. Honestly, I think that I see everything instantaneously. Somehow you're sometimes beating me on seeing stories. (laughs) Uh, But Ian Rappaport basically came out and said, hey, it looks like the 49ers are down to two guys, but not necessarily the two that everybody expected, Mac Jones and Trey Lance. You've been on the Mac Jones train for a while. Does this just further solidify to you the idea that Mac Jones is uh, is the guy for the 49ers? It does, but I think it's interesting when you see some of that information break late last night and you figure out that, hey, look, Fields isn't even in the mix. We had an inkling that that was going to be the case when the 49ers snubbed Ohio State's pro day, didn't even consider going. That told us all we needed to know. And we talked last week, the first person in the NFL community to say that the 49ers had zeroed in on their quarterback was Adam Schefter. Why is that relevant? Adam Schefter used to report NFL news in Denver, had a very tight-knit relationship with the Shanahan family and would it surprise you if they're going to get that information out there that it would be leaked to Ian Rappaport. I also think the 49ers trading up to number three is interesting because you probably could have traded into that five or six spot maybe gotten the Dolphins pick beforehand so for me I think it's going to be Mac Jones. I think he fits the look and feel of that 49ers offense a pro style quarterback and the other thing about it why Trey Lance for me doesn't make a ton of sense unless they're going to retain Jimmy Garoppolo for at least another year or two I don't think Lance is ready to win with this 49ers roster right out of the gates, whereas Mac Jones, hey, if he has a similar skill set, he can be a distributor of the football, he can lean on the ground game. I think it's Mac Jones, but it was definitely fascinating to see those two guys there and not have Justin Fields included, which I think will open up a lot of opportunity for other folks to contact the Atlanta Falcons between this morning and when the draft starts on Thursday for that number four overall pick. So what do you think the Falcons will do? 
like we've been saying for a while that we thought Mac Jones was going to go third. That's what the gambling markets had told us. Again, the news came out last night for me and Rappaport, but it didn't necessarily change maybe what people were anticipating to happen. What do you think the Falcons do? Do they stick with Kyle Pitts or do you think they end up trading out? I think if the Falcons get an overwhelming offer, and we're talking about still being able to draft in the top 10 and getting a couple of players that may be ready to step right in and play from day one, or a package of picks, you can't ignore some of the needs you have. And if you're the Falcons, Kyle Pitts is going to be outstanding. I think we all agree that that'll be the case, and probably is the most slam-dunk potential of any guy that'll go in the top 10. But Atlanta has to think big picture, and is bringing in Kyle Pitts make them contenders right now with Matt Ryan? essentially playing out the string there in my opinion it doesn't so if Atlanta stays at four I think Kyle Pitts is their guy but if you have teams that believe that they want fields or they want Lance it wouldn't shock me at all if somebody tried to send in an offer to the Atlanta Falcons to really knock their socks off okay so let's uh let's talk big picture gambling on uh the NFL draft which I love right because I've done this for years, and before the gambling marketplace became really, really popular, it feels like this year it's just kind of exploded on the scene. I know last year, a couple of years ago, whenever Baker Mayfield, uh, there was oftentimes a lot of talk about who might go number one overall, and there were some of those odds markets. But it seems like uh, this makes the discussion far more interesting because for years past, it would be, oh, so-and-so just released their mock draft, and they have X team taking Y player, And that was the way you would talk about it. I've been able to come on this show a lot over the course of the past couple of months, Furman, and say, hey, interesting news out there in the odds markets. There's a lot of money coming in on, let's say, Mac Jones, uh, and he continues to take more and more money now. But it looked like a false positive early on. And then money came in on Justin Fields. And then we swung back the other direction. Do you like this? Do you find that it is a interesting uh, combination of you know sort of an odds marketplace with the uncertain future of the NFL draft I think it's great. It creates interest for casual fans that otherwise might not pay attention because they can get a little skin in the game. Now, I will caution people out there, this isn't the kind of event that you're going to be able to move large sums of money on, nor should people that don't have access to perfect information kind of be doing so because you become a victim of the social media world or chasing down those aforementioned mock drafts trying to go, hmm, I think this is who Team A is going to select and that's where I'm going to plunk down my cash. You don't get to watch a football game unfold for three hours and feel that you actually have an opportunity to win that. So I think it's fascinating because, as you mentioned, Mac Jones moved out to an overwhelming favorite. We saw Justin Fields become a favorite. We saw Trey Lance's odds get shortened. And I think until we go into the draft on Thursday night, you're going to see these numbers continue to move. And ultimately, if Mac were to move to a 1-5 to favorite over the next 72 hours, that would probably be a telltale sign. In my opinion, the draft doesn't start until we know who the 49ers take third overall. I wasn't buying some of the buzz last week that had, oh, the Jets are kicking the tires and exploring other quarterback prospects not named Zach Wilson. I think one and two are formalities, and once we know who the 49ers take at three, everybody else who needs a quarterback will scramble, and it'll make things interesting all the way down in the top ten to a Denver Broncos team that we believe it has a quarterback earmarked to try and come in there and compete with Drew Locke for the starting job as well. Can anything happen in the NFL draft that changes expectations for teams? in terms of their futures to win a division or to win and contend for the playoffs, those kind of things. 
The only thing that'll change that is if a marquee player were to move rosters as part of a draft day trade. The Jacksonville Jaguars' odds aren't going to move when we know they're going to draft Trevor Lawrence. Nothing will change with the Jets. Even the 49ers, unless Jimmy Garoppolo were to get dealt, you're not going to see anything drastic because Trey Lance or Mac Jones isn't going to take them over the top and go, hey, look, we thought the Niners were the second-best team in the NFC West. Now, all of a sudden, because they have a rookie quarterback that's never taken a snap, we believe they're the team to beat. So for the most part, you'll see books kind of take a proactive approach, maybe adjust a public team here or there, but nothing that will take place on draft day will fundamentally change the outlook for any of these teams. One thing I will say, though, that we saw a big trade take place last week between the Ravens and Chiefs. That does change the outlook. For a Kansas City team that had some question marks along their offensive line, when you can bring in a guy like Orlando Brown, suddenly a team that was already considered a favorite addresses one of its biggest holes, and the rich continue to get richer. We're breaking everything down. Todd Furman, my co-host, Fox Bet Live, uh, third season. I, I don't even know what to say about Like, So I lost the week, and for people who have not watched, we're on at 5 Eastern, 4 Central, 3 Mountain, 2 Pacific. Because for the second straight week, uh, and maybe this is my boss Scott Shapiro's revenge upon me, the Minnesota Timberwolves pulled off an upset uh, on the weekend to cost me the crown. That's what you get for betting money line parlays, my friend. It is the fool's gold of the sports gambling world that when you look down the betting board, you go, there's no way a double-digit favorite can possibly lose a game outright. The irony in your case being if you'd have just taken the shortest leg in your parlay and bet the New York Knicks on the money line, you might have actually been able to regain the throne at least for a week. Instead, the slump continues, uh, and you'll have to hope that Kyle Pitts does become that fourth overall pick to the Atlanta Falcons to get you back in contention for the season. When you look at, uh, so we're in an interesting spot, right? I was texting with you and our uh, people on the show earlier because we got the NFL draft on Thursday, and then we hit like a three- or four-week spell where there's not very much going on in the grand scheme of things in the world of sports because usually the NBA draft and the, uh, sorry, the uh, NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs are underway now because of uh, the way they finished the season last year. They started later. What's kind of your mindset once the draft is over in terms of how you assess these teams getting ready for the playoffs coming down the stretch run here in both the NHL and the NBA? Is there much value to looking at teams or is it so clear who's going to be in the playoffs that both uh, that everybody's kind of sleepwalking down the stretch? The NBA, I have to be honest, I haven't really paid a whole lot of attention to it uh, since the end of March Madness or thereabouts. I focused a lot more on the NHL because with the NBA, as you've gone through firsthand, you don't know who's playing uh, on a night-in, night-out basis. And it precludes you from doing too much heavy lifting from an overnight perspective. And unless you're keeping up with the injury updates by the hour leading up to tip-off, you're better off just betting some of these games in play and trying to figure out who these teams are going to be as we get closer to the postseason. So for me, my undivided attention more or less goes to trying to figure out baseball early on uh, and of course paying attention to the NHL playoff races which are quickly coming down to not necessarily who's in and who's out but more more along the lines of seating and identifying you know which of these teams on the outside looking in can offer you value on a nightly basis or where you might be able to find a number that hasn't properly been adjusted when it comes to a Stanley Cup future. Who do you think is going to win the Stanley Cup? 
I mean, if I'm looking at it right now, uh, my pick would be the Carolina Hurricanes. If they can get goaltending, uh, I think with a youngster in Alex Nijelkovic uh, alongside Peter Mrazek, who returned from a broken thumb, this is a team last year that didn't quite get over the hump, but they play uh, an aggressive forecheck. They're extremely deep, and they're underrated on the blue line. So if I had to pick a team right now, and this, of course, with betting value, you can find the Canes at about 12-1. to 1. That would be my pick. Well, they have their hands full with the likes of the Vegas Golden Knights in Colorado for sure, but I'm not betting Colorado at 4-1, to one. Uh, not at this point, that's for sure. Uh, would you bet on the Lakers and the Nets being in the NBA Finals this year? I feel it's too clean and easy for us to assume that the two highest-profile teams uh, will have an uncontested pass getting to the NBA Finals. So I don't know if it'll be as topsy-turvy as what we saw last year in the bubble with the Heat pulling off the upset in the Eastern Conference, but something tells me there's going to be a wrench thrown into the plans. There'll be a fly in the ointment. You can use whatever cliche you want that we're not going to get a Lakers and Nets NBA Finals, much to the chagrin of Adam Silver. We're talking to Todd Furman at Todd Furman on Twitter. Uh, You mentioned that there's not really any major changes likely to come out of the draft unless a big superstar were to move. Is there anything out there that you think could be a big superstar type move uh, when you look at some of these marketplaces or hear some of the rumors? Well, if the 49ers are married to starting their uh, rookie quarterback right out of the game. Like, what would the difference be? Yeah, like, what would the Let's say they're going to start Mac Jones week one as opposed to Jimmy Garoppolo being the default starter, what do you think the number might look like? I think if I'm off, remember off the top of my head, I think either they're 10 and a half or 11 and a half. You probably know off the top of your head what the 49er win total is. Yeah, 10.5 in a lot of spots. And we'll see. Some of those win totals will obviously move once we know exactly what the schedule is going to look like. Yeah. I know we, we have an idea, or I shouldn't say we have an idea. We know the 17 opponents. We just don't know the order and sequencing of all of that. But the 49ers' odds, in my opinion, wouldn't move based on that. You could see them shift down a little bit juice-wise, but I wouldn't adjust for a half a game for me personally. I still think the 49ers will go in with Jimmy Garoppolo as their starting quarterback. But if you talk about some of the other guys that are out out there, whether there be veterans, and should the Denver Broncos uh, elect to trade Drew Locke somewhere else, Locke will give them, in my opinion, a better opportunity than they would with a Trey Lance, who I think is going to take a little bit of time to adjust to the NFL. And then, you know, if Jimmy were to go to the Patriots, I think that would upgrade the Patriots' overall outlook from a Cam Newton. Uh, but it's so ridiculous to try and sit here and say, you know, what could happen on draft day. I think the biggest trade that we saw this offseason that we know impacted win totals and overall odds to win conferences was, of course, Matthew Stafford going from the Detroit Lions to the Rams. Amen. Todd Furman, I'll see you later today on uh, TV, Fox Bet Live. Uh, look forward to it. And uh, thanks for coming on, my man, getting up early with us. Always a pleasure, my friend. Chat with you later. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.